Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This usually baseball episode covers World Series Game 5, scheduled to be played on Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickstheprofessor.com slash new for a primer and explanation. Extremely important here. Especially when we're dealing with a large money line price like we're going to be dealing with here in Game 5. It's relevant for Game 6 and 7 because I think the spread's going to be about the same. All right, so make sure you've thought through the differences in playing a money line bet. Again, I've outlined some things for you there on the website. Also got a little tab there for how to bet money lines. Just some information if you're all versed there then we'll get to it here with the goals being to share some information about this game give you some things to think on and explain why certain plays are or are not being made i never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick but rather to hear the justifications thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money as always remember there are no locks in gambling so what i provide are loves likes and leans it is a b and c grades they keep my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers however please understand that good and bad variants will occur so as much as i'd like to say will be profitable each and every day that is an impossible reality for any gambler so far in the world series um i think we're three three and one overall split the a grade picks split the b grade picks split the to- uh split the <laughs> you know everything's been split basically uh would be profitable had we not pushed that total uh, back in game two. That was unfortunate, but hanging in there for the World Series is not a bad thing, given how profitable we were for the whole back half of the baseball season and the, the playoffs thus far. But obviously, we'll try to end strong here. We've got at least two games to go, maybe three. But before we get to game five, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and there'll be your college football content that this channel provides. We've also got that Patreon if you're looking for extra benefits. You get the favorite of the day, the dog of the day, the total of the day. Yesterday, 3-0 and on that. It'll be worth 3 bucks to get the door over there. There's lots of extra benefits, too. If you're interested in ad-free shows and early access to the shows, you can get those for 10 bucks a month as well and it gives you all the benefits to all the lower tiers including the five dollar tier which gets you access to the discord chat which gives you the best way to give us questions and interact with us we see those a lot easier than we do with the comments in the youtube chat so uh lots of good benefits over there on the uh, patreon the link is in the description same as the sign up link for bet online that's who's providing us with these odds current as the time of this recording on early thursday morning and as a reminder the price you see on the screen in parentheses is the money line price needed for that side to reach a certain level graded play according to my model sideline 803 eastern out there in philadelphia first pitch astros at the phillies Temperature for this one, we're going to be in the upper 50s to start and the mid 50s to close. We will have a little bit of a breeze around five miles an hour blowing kind of out to left field, kind of across to left field. So just a slight shift in that could affect the ball, you know, home run getting out or being pushed foul. So a little bit of help to the hitters there, offsetting some of the cooler temperatures to start off. But that one's going to die down as the night goes along, and that one's not very strong. The biggest thing is, again, when you're dealing with under 60-degree temperatures, the ball's going to have a hard time flying. And that's why sideline only projects a total of 7.1 is it says it's going to make home runs a little bit harder to hit. Now, of course, with the Astros offense, they're a little bit less reliant on home runs. You saw that. Uh, the difference between games three and four, which unfortunately from an entertainment standpoint, no hitter aside, 
uh, weren't really good games. You had the, the game the Phillies dominated because of home runs. The game the Astros dominated because of a big inning where they didn't need a home run. So uh, that kind of benefits the Astros a little bit here in game five. Not that they need the home run quite like the Phillies do, like most baseball offenses do in, in these days. It's, it's not an insult to the Phillies. It's the way the game's played. Like most offenses, they need home runs to really get going. Um, the Astros are one of the offenses that can kind of get away without it. Obviously, home runs help. It helped them in game one, uh, for example, but not quite as reliant potentially on it. It helps them a little bit because home runs are not going to be extremely likely to happen. It doesn't mean impossible. And goodness, if the Phillies crush the ball the way they did in game three, some of those were just clear bombs anyway, so it doesn't really matter about the conditions. But it could be the difference between a warning track fly ball and a ball getting out of the park. And we we're talking about upper 50 degree temperatures. The ball's not going to carry extremely well. So that's something to take note of. That's why sideline has a total at 7.1. I'm going to pass on the total of 7.5, though. I don't think it's a big enough edge to play it. We've won both of our totals that we've played here under in Philadelphia and again should have won the one in game two we were a two out ninth inning year away from that one uh, and, and instead pushed but knowing the potential issues that either one of these pitchers could face tonight it, it's not a comfortable play and not one that I think is the wisest investment to make I think it's just wise to pass on the total and the reason I say that is I think the Astros will be able to score some runs off of Syndergaard we talked about him before being not as good of a pitcher. Sideline's really high on him. Probably as high as any model that I've seen out there. And that always makes me wonder what it's seeing that others aren't. And sometimes that means I'm seeing something good. Other times it means that it's just, it's missing something. Um, you never really know how that plays out. But I don't expect Syndergaard to go deep. I don't expect him to have a ton of success. Um, of course, again, the way the series has gone, everything's been all or nothing for, for either team. But you expect the Ashes to be able to do some damage there. Does that mean you see Ranger Suarez in relief here, kind of like I thought might be the flip case for Game 3? Very possible. Like the, the Phillies could pull the 2019 Nats playbook with Patrick Corbin and decide to throw him in relief here in, in Game 5 for an inning or two and then bring him back to start Game 7. Very much on the table. So... That could at least help minimize the damage, but the Astros should be able to score runs. The question about this total is all going to hinge on what we see at Justin Verlander. And I've said this before, I don't really buy into, uh, he has struggled in the World Series, absolutely, but it's eight starts. That's not predictive. It's not a large sample size, right? I, I tell my statistics students, when you learn the central limit theorem, right? The, I don't want you to learn a sample size of 30 means everything works, right? I don't want that to be the takeaway, but there is something to be said for larger samples in most cases um, before you actually have predictive data. And, and eight isn't large enough, I can tell you that much. So I, I'm not really concerned about his struggles in the World Series. It's more of a concern that, that Verlander challenges hitters often. And because of that, he sometimes gives up home runs. That wasn't his problem in game one, uh, but that has plagued him throughout the back half of his career, at least with the Astros, where he will look great. That challenging hitters will sometimes allow him to get a lot of quick outs and go seven, eight innings strong. It sometimes also leads to, you know, three home runs uh, that can allow, you know, most of them so, probably so low, but can give up some runs that way. And that's more of the concern is that the Phillies have a lot of guys who can hit the ball a long way. And if Verlander is attacking hitters, um, that could lead to home runs. It's the same issue that Aaron Nola faces um, and that, that played Nola in game one specifically didn't play him as much uh, in game four. He looked great in game four, other than that one inning where things just got a, 
fell, fell apart on him and, and he got the quick hook, wasn't allowed to work out of it. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if Erlander gave up a couple home runs tonight because that's the type of pitcher he is. He tends to attack hitters. Who knows what sort of game plan he'll have? Who knows what sort of learnings he'll take from game one, learnings he'll take from Christian Javier, uh, who's also a fastball-heavy pitcher uh, through about 70% of his pitches last night for fastball. Uh, so don't really know how all that's going to play out. I think there's a wide range of options for Verlander here. He is a very good pitcher, and I think that's the thing to rely on. But he's also a guy who sometimes gives up some home runs. So the total really hinges on that. I think the Astros can get to four or five. The question is, did the Phillies score three or did the Phillies score one? Um, and that's why I'm just not playing the total, because I think in this regard, the total is highly correlated with this run line, but I really like playing the Astros on the run line here. I love the odds plus 110. I think it's about 50-50 that the Astros can win this game by more than one run, which makes plus 110 a large edge for us and enough to give me an A-grade play on it. Sideline says the money line price should be Astros minus 162. And as you can see on screen, that means that anything really in the minus 150s would be a B-grade play. The current money line price I'm seeing is minus 154. Anything in that minus 150s would be a B-grade on the money line. Again, according to sideline but as i mentioned before i'm pretty high on Syndergaard, or the model is i should say I, i'm less so as a human and so if there is any for whatever reason something or some reason that Syndergaard is not as good as the model thinks which is absolutely possible and seemingly the, the consensus opinion then this number should probably be more like astros minus upper 160s maybe even into the minus 170s which means that a price like in the low minus 150s would actually be an a grade play so it's kind of an a minus b plus type money line play but shifting to the run line i just like it better because i think there's more likelihood that this game isn't really that close we haven't seen a one run game in the last three here in the world series and that first game was very much headed towards not being a one-word game on either side, really. You take away the through and home run by Tucker for the Ashers, or you take away, um, you know, that light collapse that Verlander had. And that's not really a close game either. All those runs came in bunches. And so I expect runs to come in bunches again here tonight. I expect the Ashers to win handle. I think it's more likely than not. And I think there's a decent chance that if the Ashers don't win this game, it's not because it's close, but it's because Syndergaard actually pitched well, uh, kept the Astros at bay, uh, Verlander gave up a few too many solo home runs. And at that point, I'd rather be on the plus 110 with my Astros investment because it's a safer play than laying big minus odds. And that's again why I make the comment. Make sure you check out that primer on the website, uh, whether it's the new uh, the new one or the how to bet money line plays. Those odds really matter. And just because there's only two, maybe three games left in the baseball season doesn't mean we don't want to still continue to stick to our principles of making smart investments. I do think laying minus 150 is a smart play. I just think that plus 110 on the run is a better play. But again, note those are highly correlated with each other and they're highly correlated with a total. So because of that, it's not a situation where I think it really makes a lot of sense to invest in all of those things. If you do just split your units, if you do that, that I would I would just recommend taking however many units you're going to put on this game, two units, three units, whatever it is, and just split them amongst the things. It's not a put two units on this, put two units on this, put three units on this, because those are highly correlated and it could all play into each other. So I'm going to stick with one play tonight, despite having two plays on games two, three, and four. And just stick to the Astros on the run line. Again, plus 110 gets an A grade for me. It's a good chance the Astros run away with this one. And like I said, if they don't, it seems unlikely that the game is close. It seems more likely that somebody just goes out there and wins. It's been the trend lately in the World Series, and I don't expect that to stop tonight.
And that's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Already got all three college football episodes for week 10. Check those out if you haven't yet. Until I see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.